long have you been a principal? Uh, I've been the head prince, uh, head building principal for going on nine years, and I was an assistant principal and athletic director for three years prior to that. So a total of about 12, 12 years in administration. That's quite a long time. Yeah, I know. The gray hair, <laughs> the gray hair shows it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How long did you teach be, uh, before coming administration? Uh, I taught for nine years. Uh, I taught at the middle level, uh, grades seven and eight, uh, history and social studies, okay. um, and uh, also coached at the high school level, coached football and, and baseball. During a little time. bit of everything. A little bit of everything, yes, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. And during the summers, I also worked summer maintenance uh, and lawn crew. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything in the district. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Um, so what made you choose the teaching profession originally? Well, um, I was a lifelong athlete uh, and, and involved in sports. And uh, outside of my parents, uh, coaches were uh, some of the most influential people that I had in my life, uh, all the way from the time I was five uh, to 25 uh, mm-hmm. in playing minor league baseball. Uh, and so it's um, uh, teaching and learning uh, has just always been something that uh, has been important to me and it resonated with me. And it was one of those things, what are you going to be when you grow up? And uh, you know, I think I have a knack for this. This is my lifestyle. Um, and so that's really why I chose it. It's a good reason. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what advice can you give me to better prepare me for the teaching profession? Uh, I think the best thing that you could do is, uh, number one, find right now before you get into the profession, is find healthy outlets to stress. Uh, because this is a very stressful, uh, it's a stressful position uh, or profession. Right. Because uh, you're, you're counted on to do a lot more than curriculum mm-hmm. uh, by a lot of different kids uh, every day uh, and year in and year out um, and it can really wear on you uh, and sometimes you're presented with some extremely difficult situations uh, so uh, whether it be a hobby meditation prayer whatever it may be um, um, I find that that's extremely important uh, it certainly has helped me right. um, whether that be going and playing golf or whatever it might be uh, the other is uh, always focus on uh, focus on your relationships uh, and the networking that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even before you get into all of your academia, before you get in, before you get a certification in, in right. the teaching profession, um, establish good relationships with people uh, because I, I firmly believe that in education we don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? Uh, but we need to retool at times, and you need to lean on people, um, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Um, this used to be, some people used to call it the lonely profession. You were holed up in a room and it was just up to you. Um, I pride this building on, and I think our district too, it's not like that. Uh, if you want to do that and be on the island, you can, but you're not going to enjoy it. Right. And your kids are not going to enjoy it either. Um, and so, uh, uh, lean on people, establish positive relationships with people and, and, and find healthy outlets uh, because there will be days where you'll want to pull your hair out. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> and it, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it just it just will. Um, you know, as opposed to a business. You know, when we in a business, when you order a product, if you don't like the product, you can return it. Right. In public education, what comes through the door is what comes through the door. Mm-hmm. What are you going? How are you going to respond? Uh, and sometimes uh, it's extremely difficult. Great. So. Yeah. 
expecting anything. That's kind of a lot of advice that I've gotten from people. It's just be prepared for anything. Because you never know. <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Yeah. 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 Um, you kind of covered this a little bit. Uh, what, are, what are some of the challenges I will face as a new teacher? What are some of the rewards in teaching? I think, you know, going into it early on, um, and this gets better each year, but it never goes away. Mm-hmm. The start of a school year, your first job, when you first sign that contract, you'll be so excited and proud of yourself, and you should be. Um, and then the district will bring you in for trainings, and you are going to be so overwhelmed mm-hmm. between passwords and usernames for every different program, uh, learning the grade book, uh, understanding the curriculum, uh, and planning, and all the nuances of whatever building that you're in, you're going to just feel like you're drowning. Mm-hmm. It, it, you just do. So always focus on, this is what I'd like to tell new teachers, is focus on the things that, what do I have to really be able to know on the first week? What do I really have to know? Right. And so prioritizing, you know, what, what, are, the, what are the critical things, and, and you lean on your administrator. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you expect of me in, in that first week? What do you expect me in those first days of school? Uh, and, and making that clear and make sure, okay, I'm going to make that happen. Um, and so th- those, those are, that's really important. Um, and, and when I said for, for a brand new teacher, it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, and, and it will be. No matter how hard administrators try to not make it that way, it just is. Right. Because you want to be your best. Yeah. And, and so just naturally it lends itself to that stress and do I have everything ready? Um, but even after 20 years, the first day, that, or the night before the first day of school, the night before teachers come back into the building, I don't sleep. <laughs> I because all these things going through your head. Right. Um, and so it's just, it's a natural thing. And I think that might have something to do with, uh, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of, we're kind of called to do it. And, and the right. level of investment that you have, uh, you know, uh, every one of these people in our building could go and do something else and probably make a lot more money. They really could. Yeah. Well, I talked to a few teachers who came from a career who that made more money, but mm-hmm. they came to teaching for obviously the, you know, they, because they wanted to be with children and help mm-hmm. and make a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've met some teachers who I don't know why they're teachers, but <laughs> yeah. there's, um, but everybody I spoke to in the Hazel District is passionate about being a teacher. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, uh, it's a wonderful district. My three years as an assistant administrator were actually in Derby. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the district there and, and made a lot of great friends and, and colleagues and families. Um, but when it presented itself that there was going to be a brand new building to start a school from scratch, it was kind of one of those, an offer too good to refuse kind of things. You know? yeah. So uh, it's, been, it's been exciting. So you've been here since it opened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What kind of, or what does professionalism mean to you? And what qualities do you seek in a new teacher? Well, um, you know, initially when you're looking at, you know, let's say an application comes to you or a new teacher coming to you or applying before you even hire someone, you know, there, there are some givens that you have to have, obviously. You know, certifications, mm-hmm. degree, that, that sort of thing. Right. Background check, checking references. Um, to me, those are givens. Mm-hmm. So when I'm checking on a person with references or interviewing a person, um, you know, the important thing to me is, will they fit our team? Right. Uh, and because 
uh, if it's not going to be a good fit, I mean, skill sets aside, if it's not going to be a good fit, it's not good not just for me, but it's not good for that person either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just not, that's not fair. Um, so when I look for a fit, I look for, I look for a person that uh, has great soft skills, uh, uh, it was very personable, professional, that tells me that they're going to be a profession. Mm-hmm. The professional. They show me that they're going to be professional. Right. Um, I can teach you skills. I can teach you different ways to uh, engage students in, in content manipulation. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can show you that. So what I look for is, are you the kind of person that is going to be receptive to that kind of coaching mm-hmm. uh, and that wants that kind of coaching uh, and that's going to be the person that's going to fit into how we do things in our building? Um, and, and so those are, the, those are the critical things that I, that I look for um, is what kind of person are you going to be on the team? Right. Um, because the skill sets, like I said, there's always something new that kind of comes around, even though it's really not new. It's usually kind of, it's kind of cyclical. Something comes back around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we can handle those things. Uh, if you have the right personality, the right kind of professionalism, um, you know, and you're the right fit. Right. Um, and so that's what I look for. Uh, I, I look for the person that is going to, yeah, I know it's not a part of my contract, if you will, but I'm willing to go the extra mile. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, what's important to me is establishing relationships with kids. Mm-hmm. That is critical. Critical to me. Yeah. Um, can you relate to kids? Uh, because if you can't do that, eh, you're not going to be the right fit for me. Yeah. So that's kind of what I look for. It's it's kind of vague. I look for a lot of uh, some intangibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are the, things, the different things that, that people bring to the table right. um, that maybe you can't coach. You either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of what I look for. Okay. <clears throat> um, kind of playing back into that same question, how can I stand out during the application interview and hiring process? Well, I think, um, you know, in terms of what I'm looking for uh, and what I think I really believe the Hayesville district is looking for, again, on, on paper, there are certain, there are certain have-tos, uh, you, know, if, you know, looking at certifications, course study, those kinds mm-hmm. of things, and, and, and references. Um, and, and then the, the, other, the other thing is, is uh, you know, showing a commitment uh, to student success mm-hmm. um, and students first, and um, showing some experiences where you have had prior experiences of leading students to success, whether that be uh, uh, the, the YMCA, uh, youth groups, um, uh, city organizations, um, you know, what experiences um, uh, would tell me that, yeah, this person is going to want to teach mm-hmm. um, and have an, un- an understanding of what all the variables that are out there when a room full of students walk in. Right. Uh, you know, so those, those are the things that I look for. Uh, I also look for someone that's committed to planning. Uh, I firmly believe that one of the most important components to teaching is effective planning. Okay. And, and while I say that, while I say that, uh, there are days when the best laid plans, you just get kicked right out the window. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And I, and I also want people that are okay with that, mm-hmm. uh, that can monitor and adjust. Um, but, you know, I want to hear about how are you going to uh, get kids engaged? Right. Uh, an emotional hook uh, with, with, with whatever it is that you're teaching. Those are the things that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. um, because what I have found over the years is that students come to us 
more so today with more of a lack of outside experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether that be vid- because of video games or social media and where they want to dedicate the majority of their free time instead of being outside and playing or going to the YMCA and, and, and a pickup game of basketball or football or, or, or racquetball, tennis, whatever. Right. Um, you know, those numbers have, have dwindled. Mm-hmm. They, they just have. That's just a reality of it. Yeah. So how do, we, uh, how do we take our curriculum and make it connect to kids that do not have, in most cases, near the amount of experiences that kids had 15, 20, or that we had years ago? Right. Um, and, and that's, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do we do it? Uh, even though it's a challenge, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing it. Right. Uh, you know, we have to make an emotional connection uh, with our curriculum with kids to make it important to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and show value in what it is that we're, what we're trying to, to teach them. Right. Got to change with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. And, and, you know, and I think that's so important, you know, technology-wise uh, also um, develop a good understanding of how kids learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, while uh, the way the brain has worked really hasn't changed, Right. Uh, you know, when you go back to, you know, Bloom's ta- original Bloom's taxonomy, well, Bloom's even changed and, and added a different category because of the way children are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but while the brain hasn't changed a whole lot, we have to change to make those connections to kids. Right. Uh, and, and so those are things that I look for. Um, so you know, I would really encourage you, you know, stay on top of, you know, how are kids learning? Mm-hmm. Read. Uh, and coming from an old history teacher, uh, I did a, a plenty of reading uh, through all throughout college and and in teaching. Um, but read, stay on top of, stay on top of the the latest trends and what we're learning about kids. Mm-hmm. You know, using trustworthy trust, trustworthy information. Uh, you know, anybody can post anything they want out on the internet. Uh, right. uh, you know, an article or a PDF document and claim that whatever they want to claim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, focusing on. Trust, trusted uh, professional organizations uh, with uh, you know regarding pedagogy uh, and teaching and learning uh, and staying on top of things uh, you know it's it, it's important and the other thing too um, that I think sometimes gets lost is observe yeah observe when you go to the mall observe when you go to the park observe when you go to a Wichita State basketball game or a Butler County football game observe kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and see how they interact with one another. Um, you know, see what's important to them. Right. Uh, you can learn a lot just through just general observation. Oh, yeah. So yeah. those are some of my recommendations to you. Awesome. Um, what changes, if any, would you make to the educational system? Consider various aspects of education reform, funding, state assessments, anything. Well, uh, I think... Um, some of the, what I'd really like to see, you know, obviously funding. I mean, that's that's a go-to. Right. Funding, but uh, while that said, um, I think at the same time we have to look at funding from a little bit of a different perspective. Um, should we be asking for more funding to buy more hard copy books for students? Um, I think the only reason students at the middle level, anyway. Uh, have a, ever have a hard copy book that they're actually reading is because a teacher gave it to them or they were made to check it out of the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed uh, a lot of the, everything's, everything's online, even mm-hmm. homework assignments. Well, you could take your book, but it's all online. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I think we, we really need to take a look at um, education as an entire system and 
really looking at how do kids best learn? Mm -hmm. You know, we have different strategies that, that, that we have in place that we use that are extremely effective, and that's wonderful. Right. We need to continue to uh, build upon those. But I think there's another side to it. I think I'd really like to see us uh, in the education world not just a study of how kids learn in terms of uh, metacognition, mm -hmm. but kinesthetically and physically. Right. How is it they really learn? Uh, what do they really want? How do they want to learn? Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to see more of a shift in that in that direction, um, and 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 also um, I don't know that we need to really maintain grade lo grade levels as as we have. And this is a little bit out of the box, um, but um, you know when we look at um, grade levels, sixth graders are not all at the same level. Mm -hmm. And we put in place lots of different interventions and different things to ramp them up if they're below right. uh, or stretch them if they're high. Uh, and then the kids in the middle or average kids, whatever that means, uh, maintaining them and trying to push them as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I just I have somewhat of an issue. In college, you can test out of certain classes if you're ready. Right. Um, why don't we do that K-12? I think you should. I, I so think that would... It, it's kind of a... A question that I've always kind of had, you know, there's some variables in there, you know, uh, social emotional readiness, obviously, right. but when we're talking about just just speaking purely academically, um, I think there are a lot of cases where we hold kids back, mm -hmm. um, and and I don't think that that's fair, uh, or I, I don't think that's I think it's it's in, injustice, really. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I think those are things that I'd like to see us really take a hard look at. Um, uh, do we necessarily have to have grades pre-K, K, 1, 2, 3, 4, all through 12? Right. Um, what about a system that allows maybe some um, ability grouping where you go 1, 3? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that might, might be a little bit of a game changer for a lot of kids. Um, the other thing, going beyond K-12 education, is also I'd like to see some I'd certainly like to see a little bit more reform, some reform uh, with the collegiate system as well. Uh, looking at Board of Regents, uh, whether it's a uni Kansas University or Kansas State School, uh, community college, um, and looking at uh, how it is that you're instructed. Um, mm -hmm. uh, because when you come to me as a teacher, I'm going to extremely encourage you uh, and, and, and push you in a direction that takes you away from seats in a row, sit and get right and no disrespect to the college uh instructors um at butler or ku or k-state or wichita state or anything like that but what does your education typically look like when you go to class and you don't have to answer that for the record um but i can tell you in teaching uh teaching education uh, classes at newman university when i talk to students that i have i say, well no this is different mm -hmm. well what's different about it well, normally it's okay, have chapters four, five, and six read. Uh, I need at least a page journal review uh, or reflection for each of the chapters. Make sure you have that with you when you come to class or submit it all digitally before you come to class so that we can discuss it. Right. Um, but how often are the collegiate courses, speaking in terms of just educators, mm -hmm. are they causing you to really manipulate the content like we're asking kids K-12 to do? Right. So there's a disconnect there, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you'd be much better served if I was going to ask you uh, to do some project-based learning with your kids over 
um, oh gosh, um, over integers. Mm -hmm. Don't teach integers the standard old-fashioned way. Not that that's bad. Plenty of kids learn that way. But I want you to come up with a project-based learning activity to teach integers. You can really think about it. Right. And so how many uh, young uh, college students coming into the profession are prepared to do that? Yeah. But we know that kids learn so much better when they're able to have different hands-on type experiences and really been able to manipulate through projects, mm -hmm. uh, through that type of learning. We know that they learn at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And we know that it engages them further. It causes more questioning from students uh, and making them thinking about how can I be better with this or what if or how can right. instead of I got the answer. Right. So I, I think in the general sense, uh, in academics for students, I think some of the reform certainly needs to extend to the upper upper levels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can even tell you in a master's or a doctoral program, uh, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we want teachers, we want principals, we want superintendents that push one way, but we teach them the <laughs> in a different manner. Yeah. So. I think there's a little bit of a disconnect there. So. Yeah. Never thought about that, but yeah, definitely. Interesting. Um, if you could choose another career field, would you and why? Oh, I'm, um, uh, I, I grew up on a dairy farm in California. Um, so I'm an outdoors kid. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, I, it would definitely be something that would allow me to be outdoors um, coming out of high school and into college and we uh, take different preference type tests and things like that. Um, you know, it was you know, forestry, uh, it was you know, a veterinarian, mm -hmm. um, which is still kind of cool to me. Um, so probably something that would be a little more hands-on and give me a chance to not just look at the sunshine through a window. Right. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so probably something along those lines, but I'll tell you, uh, uh, teaching social studies and going into administration um, has also allowed me to do all of those things mm -hmm. uh, because I can be a part of science classes. Uh, I can be a part of a student greenhouse project. Right. Uh, I, I can be a part of different things. Um, so it's allowed me to do to do. Some of the things that are satisfying to me and, and fulfilling to me uh, as well. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, um, if this were to stop, you know, today, uh, yeah, I, I have a few directions that I'd probably go. Um, but this is uh, this is this is very rewarding. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it, it's very rewarding. Um, I, I it's hard to imagine me doing something else. Yeah. So. Um, 